0: Andy, how are you? I hope you're doing well. Uh, I was looking at some old videos that we made together and one of my favorites is your response to the social situation of development topic. And at the end of that video you suggested that adult development differs in its trajectory and construction than does childhood development or even adolescent development. And that's a very common question that is asked particularly by newcomers to Vygotsky who are often wondering to what extent does Vygotsky's theory of development apply past the childhood or even past the adolescent years and at the end of the video, which I think I'll link a little clip to, you suggested that uh, Paris is the primary influence or maybe the motor or engine of development in adulthood. And I was wondering if you could riff on that a little bit. Maybe I could ask, in what sense does the role of parajuvania in adult development compare and contrast to other concepts in cultural historical theory as related to childhood or adolescent development? And of course, Peresuvania is one of the concepts that is part of the childhood and adolescent developmental theory. But it sounds to me like maybe you were suggesting Peresuvania plays more of a dominant role uh, in older people. So if you're up for it, riff on that for a little while. And I look forward to your response. And of course, I hope you're doing well. Take care.
1: That's Vygotsky's uh, theory of child development. Development doesn't stop when you become an adult, but it doesn't go through these specific stages. We develop as adults uh, in, in in a different way, and, and the the key word for adults is perizovanie. Okay, but children generally go through a specific series of phases, social situations of development characteristic of a given culture okay Okay Anthony you have asked me about Perzovanya uh, Perzovania is a it's a Russian word and it's usually translated as an experience different from experience like when someone asks an employer prospective employer asks you what's your experience, and you tell them all the jobs you've had and all that stuff. That's experience. But um, you might say, you come in uh, one day and say, oh, I've had an experience. Or what an experience that was. It's a different thing, right? It's a finite thing. It's an event. It's not just an event either. It's something you do. Um, so it's a very fundamental concept. And uh, according to Vygotsky, it's um, experiences is the, the uh, foundation, if you like, the substance of uh, personal development. But uh, later writers in the activity theory of tradition gave it a, uh, a sense a more particular meaning uh, when they understand uh, a perjuvania to be uh, what one writer called an impossible situation. Mm -hmm. So it's like uh, an experience which you have to survive. And the point is that in surviving that uh, impossible situation, you're forced to actually change your Personality, right? If you're being pushed around uh, in the, you know, like work where you are, you know, treated like an errand boy, and you decide enough's enough, um, I'm gonna next time someone sends me to make the coffee or to go and get the mail, I'm gonna say no, right? And a bit of fuss happens, but then people start treating you differently, and then you get used to this new position. Hey. People are talking to me differently. I've got to behave differently. Right? So I often say that there's the difference between the Russian word and the perigevanya uh, and the English word, uh, which is an experience, is that the Russian word includes both the event, the sort of the critical event, and what we would call the catharsis a period after the critical event when you uh, absorb what you did. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you, you sort of readjust yourself according to the change situation that's been brought about by the uh, initial experience, disaster, breakthrough, whatever it is. And for the Russians, it's just a single thing. They see the experience not just as that sort of discrete sudden thing, but that together with all the changes uh, that follow from it. Okay. Now, apart from all that, it's necessary to understand an experience in a Marxist way or in a Hegelian way, because in, in the ordinary sort of mainstream capitalist type of thinking, Experience is something that happens to you. Right? It's it's something in which the, 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 the person is a passive uh, recipient of some event that happens to them, and then they recover from it. Or at best, they might learn lessons from it. But As Marxists, we understand the, the experiences are mainly to do with how you respond to a situation. So you have a a possible situation, but then the experience, the period of Giovanni, is not the situation, but your response to it. Right? and, and it's, so it's an active thing. It's a type of work, right? And the work continues after that situation when you sort of you you put all the pieces back together in a new way. Right, so that's period giovania. To if you ask any Russian speaker what's perijoan, say, oh, that's an experience. And this, of course, they're not English is not very good. That's how perjuanya means experience, because in Russian language they don't uh, distinguish between uh, like experience as a thing that a single thing and experience as a continuous thing, right? Now, on the subject. Uh, it is said that it's perishivania which form the personality. Right? So when adults develop their personality, they become more mature, more rounded, you know, more resilient, um, interested, and very powerful in certain directions where they push their interest and so on. Um, we talk about that being. A development of the personality but in the inactivity theory and in russian the word that's been translated as personality is lichnost now just like the english word personality it's a very rubbery sort of concept you know and depending on where you read it the context and the particular writer it will be defined in different ways and it's not immediately clear whether your temperament your intelligence, your life experience, how much you know, what's included in the personality in the Lichnost and what isn't. In in activity theory, where this idea of Perigievania has given its particular role in understanding human development, Lichnost has a specific meaning and it refers to all the commitments one has, right? So if you've got someone that is, uh, you know, committed to, to certain causes, including like their own family, uh, or, you know, this is the way they conduct themselves. It doesn't have to be a cause like, you know, socialism or, you know, liberalism or something, but it's a commitment, right? When you make a commitment, which can just be to an idea. No, um, th- But it's a commitment, so it gives, it's what gives you direction uh, and purpose in your life. And it can be all sorts of things, but it's the, the sum, if you like, or the structure of all the commitments in your life is what makes up your richness, as understood in activity theory. So that doesn't include how clever you are. It doesn't include your temperament being you know, very passive person or a very sort of bubbly, excitable person. It doesn't include whether you're an extrovert or an introvert or any of these things. And it doesn't really mean your values either because values is a kind of a, of a bourgeois, and I mean that literally, not just as a term abuse, concept, you know, ranking your preferences. So this lichnost, it's a, a concept of personality that that tells you the person's sort of relation to the world. Yeah? Uh, What things they value and and pursue against what things they're not particularly committed to. Yeah. So, peresuvania, when you talk about it being the way in which uh, adults develop their personality, and you're talking about developing these commitments. That's why when someone's committed to something such as a marriage, for example, or a job, and the, the marriage breaks up or you, they get, lose their job, or the two get in conflict with one another, uh, then it creates an impossible situation and it's in relation to the connection to the world. Right? So um, surviving that Means changing your relationship to the world, right? But it's that relationship to the world, is what gives you a personality, just to say a lichnost. Okay. The period of uh, is very similar to uh, the single, uh, if you like, cycle of development in the. Um, Th- Vygotsky's theory theory of childhood. That's to say you have a, a period of crisis in which the child uh, changes their relationship to the world and adopts a new concept of themselves and the people around them uh, accept that new concept, treat them differently, and then follows a period of um, adaption to that uh, new situation, right? The the big difference is simply the 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 uh, the fact that an adult uh, is out there in the world, and uh, there's no um, if you like there's no ideal uh, before them uh, drawing them to itself. So uh, when uh, a child you know, breaks through from being you know, a toddler to a, a preschool school child, the, the adults have uh, definite expectations on them. And the, the necessity of becoming an adult, you know, going down that path to, to the freedom that comes with being a, an adult uh, drives them in certain ways. But uh, the, the crisis arises in um, adulthood differently. To be an adult means to have uh, commitments. It might be simply a commitment to raise a family and give a new generation a better go at the world. Or it might be um, to make the world a better place by, uh, for instance, uh, dealing with oppression uh, of women or to um, improve the practice of uh, baseball by... Uh, being an exceptionally good batter. It can be very diverse, but to be an adult is to have a project. And uh, children's main project is to get to be an adult. Right? And that drives um, what they do. So, you, if an adult, you have some project or usually a number of projects. And as a result, since These projects aren't just personal things. They represent commitments to things going on in the world. Uh, You're open to all sorts of crises that arise. For instance, um, if you're a, a loved partner can be the center of a life project to build a family around your relationship, that person dies. What do you do? Your whole vision of what you're about has to be completely restructured. Um, let's suppose you're building a career. You're going to be an ace lawyer defending, you know, people that have uh, been falsely accused or something. Uh, but you, you you lose a high-profile case through um, a big error. You humiliate yourself because you hadn't done the background properly. And you suddenly the, the prospects, you know, you lose your job, for instance, at a prestigious law firm. What do you do? Or you you um, join some uh, say political group, and that group splits, and two people that you admired greatly, you know, uh, uh, have a fight and go off in two different directions. Or you 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 think you're going to build a career and a family, but you just get to a point where you can't. You realize you can't. Uh, progress in your career so long as you're putting all this time into your family. What do you do? you can going to have to make a choice. So there's a 101, a million different ways crises arise in life. They're all different, right? When people write their autobiographies or they write a biography of someone, it centers around these crises that are, arise out of their commitments. And then overcoming that crisis requires uh, personal development. It requires dogged determination to see something through despite difficulties. It might involve restructuring your values to to decide uh, to choose between this and that, uh, or a completely creative solution to sail over the top of personal difficulties and and, and find a, a deeper goal. You know, you've lost your beloved wife, but, you know, the disease she died of Needs uh, better research, and you dedicate yourself instead to you know research for that disease, or maybe your children take over the focus. You know, you you can't uh, support your wife any longer; she's dead. But you will raise her children, that they know. You know, you, you that's how character develops. That's how you develop as an adult. That is in the same ballpark of an idea as the. Uh, the crisis that affects children, but the the path from birth to adulthood requires certain specific um, uh, leaps to be made, developments to be made, and re- and the, the the developments you have to make are well known uh, in in the culture, and people know how to treat you. And the solutions are well made. They're built in to the way we treat primary school kids, the way we treat adolescents, and so on. So there's this kind of a well-worn path that the child goes down. Out in adulthood, there's no well-worn path. Um, you, you're on your own, or well, you're not on your own, but you're charting new territory every time. That's the difference. Okay.